Welcome to the Chicago Business Review, where we introduce you to some of the most successful and sharpest minds from my hometown, Chicago, so that you can find out the secrets that have helped these professionals achieve massive success. If you want to accelerate your growth in your personal and professional life so that you can do more, have more, give more, and ultimately live the life you've always desired, then sit back and stay tuned in because you are in the right place. I'm your host, Young Lee, and you are listening to the Chicago Business Review. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of the Chicago Business Review. I am Young Lee, and I am so excited for this week's guest. He is an accomplished DJ, winning DJ of the Year awards all the time. He is also the DJ for the Bulls, the White Sox, the U.S. National Soccer Team, and so much more. I know him as Sam. Some of you know him as Vince. Everyone knows him as the dopest DJ on the planet. Welcome in, DJ Flipside. Yay. What's up, my man? Hey, hey. Thanks for being on, man. I've been so excited for this episode. I can't even tell you. So for you guys that don't know me and Vince or me and DJ Flipside go back way back since way back yes and i've been seeing him like come up through the scene dj and all the clubs in the city of chicago and now this man is doing it all so just as a getting started flip side can you share with us kind of what you're doing now and what's going on in your life hold up hold up hold up up. before i do that let's talk about how we used to go to u of i back in the day and play basketball in the backyard in the courts and I used to hang out in your apartment way back in the day like we do we have history so we gotta you know just you know briefly talk about how we used to hang out all the time when we were in high school and stuff like that too so we go way back that's what I'm saying that's why I was like (laughs) you know what if I'm having a podcast, I have to have Vince on this one, man. I used to go over to your house, raid your fridge. We'd play soccer in your basement. Man, this dude would make me mixtapes from the tape decks. Yes. And would be crushing it. And then I was like, oh, man, this guy has definitely got what it takes to make it. And I'm so proud of you now, man. You are crushing it. Crushing <laughs> Thank it. you. So it's, I just wanted to, I didn't want to just blow, you know, blow over the part that we have history. And that's like, right. you are the homie from way back in the day too. So my like brother, we my go brother. way back. So yes, just want to say congratulations to you. Happy to get this, this, this podcast started with you. And um, yeah, you, uh, you were asking what is, uh, what, were, what was your. <laughs> yeah, man. No, I appreciate you giving me the love. So I was asking you, you know, you're doing so much. You've accomplished so much, but like, what does a typical day, a typical week look like for you now? Uh, Maybe not just quarantine time, but recently what you've been up to. Yeah, well, I mean, we can talk about the quarantine time. We can talk about even now, like, because it's pretty, pretty similar because of quarantine. I've had to change a lot of what I normally do. You know, um, as a DJ, part of life is playing in a crowd, 
and there's just no more crowds. You know, DJing for the Chicago Bulls, the Bulls season was like kaput for a while. And um, obviously, <laughs> a little bit more because of COVID, not just because of our record. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Don't, uh, but, don't remind yeah, me, my man. Don't yeah, remind. but one of the greatest things about, you know, working for the, a company like the Chicago Bulls is they ended up paying out all their staff for the rest of the season. So that was like really, really cool to, to work for an organization that would actually take care of their employees like that. So luckily I got paid for the rest of the season, but like, you know, now I have to take a step back. I'm not DJing in clubs. I'm not DJing in NBA games. You know, I'm not doing these whole other things. And I had to think about, okay, well, what can I do to generate some kind of income? And I thought, well, I saw DJ D nice, do uh, Instagram live. And I'm like, what is going on? He had like a million people in, in his, on his IG live or something. Yeah. But, it, but it wasn't even the amount of people that were in the room. It was like, like Michelle Obama was in the room. Drake was in the room. Beyonce, like all these people kind of came into the room and it became a news story. And everyone was like, Holy cow. There's, you know, there's potential to do stuff on social media. And then we're, you know, all the DJs like, okay, well, let, you know, let's see what's, what's, what's it, what it's all about. So we all started streaming online, you know, starting with Facebook, you know, YouTube, you know, um, Instagram live and then Twitch and just kind of discovering that there's all these licensing issues and all these problems that you have. If you go live on Facebook that you get shut down because you're playing music without owning the license for it. And oh. then it came the same, same thing with Instagram. They would shut you down. And so we're all trying to figure out different, different ways. And that's kind of where a lot of DJs discovered Twitch. And Twitch is a gaming platform where you, you basically it was all video gamers and they're just, you know, streaming their games and you would watch other gamers play. But then they had this whole thing where if you're playing music, they won't shut you down, but they may mute the on-demand, like the replay version of it. They may mute songs that you don't have the license for. So when I discovered that, I started going heavy on Twitch. I would go on all my social media platforms and be like, hey, you can watch me live. This is what I do. But in about two weeks, I'm cutting it all off and I'm going to Twitch only. So then people could see what the product was. And then like, hey, come on over to Twitch. Come on over to Twitch. Come on over to Twitch. And then I started making, like, I wanted to give people an incentive to come to Twitch. So I started, like, a game where um, every time I would get 100 followers, I would spin this wheel. And whatever the wheel lands on would be a song, and I would play it for them. And since my most requested song is The Percolator, I was getting tired <laughs> of trying to play it every single day, you know, being born and raised from Chicago. Yeah. You know, like, it's so the percolator. Exactly. I didn't want to play it every show. So I'm like, all right, if you guys want me to play the percolator, come over to Twitch and follow me. And when I get a hundred followers, I'll uh, you know, I'll play the percolator. And then that's kind of I gave people incentive to want to come over to a platform that some of them have never even heard of. A platform that they're like, oh, now I gotta download another app to watch you. Like, but then they're like, oh, this, this is fun. And then they kind of discovered that the Twitch community is so incredible. 
where everybody's supporting each other, everyone's showing love. It's not, it's like a different kind of social media thing where now there's friends and I'm recognizing people. Like when I was first doing my show all on all platforms, I would have a lot of people on Facebook and then I had like three people watching on Twitch. And then eventually it started growing and then it would, it flipped. It started being 50, 50. And then now the Twitch users started to go old, like higher. And then I quit all the other social media platforms and, or I mean, in terms of broadcasting live and now I just go on my other socials to tell them about coming to Twitch. And it's been, it's been amazing because Twitch is something where you can actually monetize it where people can give you money and give you tips because they like what you're doing or they can subscribe to you. So that was like the other reason to come to Twitch. And so I've been, you know, finding a different avenue on ways that I can still make money without be having a crowd. Now I have a virtual crowd. So that was like one of the biggest things. And you think about like, I started that in March when COVID really hit and it's September now. And now I'm like I'm a partner on Twitch. I had no idea how to even like, well, I mean, I had a little idea of how to do like video stuff, but like how to make it really dope. There's a program called OBS and I had knew nothing about OBS. And now I'm like tech support for DJs on OBS. Uh-huh. Like, you know, So it was like, that's how I had to really, if I wanted to, I had to like pivot kind of. You know, I still do my radio shows and stuff like that. So like, you know, you're talking about the average day, the average week. Um, it's all about programming for Twitch now and figuring out how to make my Twitch channels better. At the same time, I'm still doing like mixes for uh, radio stations, like 104.3 Jams. I do a radio station um, um, in LA it's called Amp or it's called Firelane, which is actually an HD radio station, which is on Radio.com. So it's inter- it's it's not wow. international; it's nationally. Yeah, so now, yeah. Yeah, anybody in across the country can listen to me on radio.com now. So that's like a whole nother another thing. So I'm doing mixes for those. Um B96, the street mix just got furloughed. So right now, uh, B96, I'm taking a break from it. So that's it's just crazy. I started B96 in 2003. Believe me, yeah. We were talking about that before, and I wish we were recording because it was like there was so much fire we were talking about, about all the things that you've been doing, man. I mean, you had that f- exclusive flip side at five for 11 years. Yeah. Like, my kids aren't even, some of my kids aren't even 11 years old. Like, you've <laughs> impacted generations of people, listeners, DJs, with the way that you've been presenting music. And now you're just like always trying to figure out the next thing, the next thing. And I think yeah. that's one of the biggest reasons why you've had the success you've had is because you've always been that step ahead, step ahead of everybody else. But what's great about you, man, is like everybody, everyone that I talk to is always like, yeah, Flipside's always trying to help us out. Flipside's the one that helped me out or hooked me up or gave me my break. And that's why I get to do what I love to do. And so just mad props to you. And I, to be honest, I mean, we're we're recording this on StreamYard. That was because of you, man. <laughs> I mean, everything you always are trying to help people out, hook them up, not just keep it for yourself. Even though, you know, you learned it first, you're always trying to give to others. And that's, you know, uh, kudos to you for always having that type of heart. And that's why you have that success that you have, my man. It's awesome. Yeah, 
I, you know, I like, I like to accredit that for a couple things. Like, um, I, you know, I grew up with a great family. I've had parents that supported me. I've had family that was supporting me. And then like one of my favorite DJs, his name is DJ Kubert. And when I was growing up, you know, I kind of studied what he liked to do and what in a time where DJs were hiding what records they were playing and like covering like scratching out the record labels and like not showing anybody. Kubert was a guy that was like, Hey, this is the record that I'm using. This is the record that I'm playing. Oh, you want to learn how to do this scratch? I do it like this and I'm going to teach you so that you can teach me something in the future. And that's kind of like, he, that's kind of like what a lot of my mindset was that I wanted to help a lot of people because I wouldn't have got where I was without the help. Like I wouldn't have got where I was without someone like DJ speed from who was also on B96, who helped me, you know, um, taught me a lot about the game and taught me a lot about, um, you know, who brought me on B96 and everything like that. So, you know, you always got to show love to the people that, that helped me. And they were kind of without those guys influencing me, I wouldn't have had my influence on, like you said, generations of people. Yeah, man. I see it from all the comments on social media, on your Twitch channel, just all the love from not only listeners and the public, but like all the other DJs. And that really is a testament to just how much people love and adore you, man. And it's not just because you spit fire from the turntables, but yeah, just your, your giving nature is the bomb. But, you know, we were talking about that B96 spot and you were doing it for 11 years and I'm sure that helped uh, open up a lot of doors and things of that nature. But like, what would you say is the one moment as you were grinding that you were like, Oh man, I might've made it here. Like, <laughs> Well, there's, there's been a couple moments like that because I, I still don't feel like I've, I made it, made it because I, I always still want to achieve more. So like, but there have been a couple moments where I had to step back and be like, okay, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, so like, man. One, of, one of the first times um, every year, the B96, they would do a jingle bash and a summer bash. So I was actually on one of the summer bashes and like, just, it was so crazy. Like I, you know, you're playing in front of 20,000 people. Actually, no, this was like over in, um, yeah, it was like 40,000 people at, at, at for, for Toyota Park. So I'm, you know, I'm playing, you know, and like I have the whole, the whole crowd's going crazy, blah, 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 blah. And this was like one of the years that Mary J. Blige was on the headline. Neil was on the headline, like a bu- wow. bunch, like yeah. a, a bunch of really awesome people. And the, the next day, the newspaper printed out that, Mary J. Blige and Flipside stole the show. Oh, and I'm like, on. I'm like, wait a minute, is this in the, this is the newspaper that said this? And I'm like, yo, this is like, this is in like that was like the headline, and I'm like, whoa, this is this is crazy. So that was like one of those moments where I was like, wow, man, like I can't believe that happened. Like I framed that; it's in my basement. For <laughs> sure, basement. man. It's <laughs> like, on your headlining with Mary J. Blige for anything you're yeah. winning in life, baby. But it, but I mean, but not only just to say that I'm on there; it's just to say that that they said that I stole the show. So like, mm-hmm. so it's you know I'm a, I I can't even remember everyone else that was on there, but like to know that those people were on the headline or on the, on the bill as well. But then for them to uh-huh. say that I was stole the show, that I was like, that's that's incredible. That's crazy. That, that was definitely one of those moments. And then, you know, we have another one of those moments when, like, um, I was in, we with Jump Smokers, we created a song 
called Now You See It with Pitbull. Yep. Uh-huh. So when that was on, or when, when that song happened, you know, Pitbull flew us out to Miami and we shot a music video. And so like, yo, this is, this is pretty awesome. So then we shot the video, you know, um, you know, this is one of the first times that I'm, I'm on a, a video set, like a, you know, music video set. We met Pitbull, super awesome. And like, um, you know, it was really, really dope. But like to see it on MTV Jam and see my, <laughs> like, see my picture, like my, my face and like me on MTV Jams, like that, that was another one of those moments where it's like, whoa, this is, this is a whole nother level. <laughs> Man, I can't even imagine. That's got to be so crazy. But I mean, I know because I've been following you for so long, like you've had just so many moments like that. So to hear those two. um, And then you also DJed the All-Star Game when it was in Chicago, right? Exactly. So I mean, that's like like a dream for me. Yeah. Like, like, see, I got the custom vinyl right here, you know? Yes. I mean, that, that was another thing. That was, you know, to be able to say that, this was the only all-star since Jordan was in the all-star Jordan, was in Chicago. Right? Won the dunk contest in so, 88. You know, you know, and, and this, it's the same thing that I was, I'm able to represent my city in there, represent the Chicago Bulls, represent my, you know, my boss, uh, Michelle McComas, who helped, you know, push for me to be the DJ for that. And, you know, represent the other four DJ or the other three DJs that are the Chicago Bulls. I was so blessed to be, to be a part of that. And man, just even rehearsal, like watching common rehearse like that. I don't know if you saw the all-star game, but that was one of the most incredible introductions. And like, he, it's, it's crazy. Cause he was, when he was practicing, he's like, he, he was like, no, 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 let's do this. Let's, let's do it again. Let's do it again. And like very, very um, like meticulous. Like he wanted yeah. things a certain way and like he made sure everything was right. And, and it went to show with all his hard work and him being able to do it and repeating, just practicing and practicing. Like they killed that intro. If you saw, and like, he, like he only common can freestyle everyone's like the starting lineup, you know? <laughs> like, That's right, so, man. That's why that dude you know, is one of the greatest rappers of all time. You know, like and for, for me to be a part of that and see that. And then like, you know, and this was the first time where they changed the format of the game. Mm-hmm. So like That's nobody, right. nobody knew what to expect. They didn't know if it was going to be awesome or, you know, if it was going to be bad. So then at the same time, this is a learning experience for me because I've done regular basketball games, not something where it's like, you know, the score zeroes out, you're winning every quarter. Like it's a whole different level of game. So it, it was a whole like experience and then now i'm also working with people that i didn't know you know like someone it was like the milwaukee uh bucks game caller was the one who was calling the game so like now i'm working with new people yeah so it's not like i was working with the regular people with the bulls so it's you know learning these personalities in less than a week and learning you know there's not that much time to prepare because you you know normally i get you know an excel sheet of of what's going to happen and so it's like the timing is the, the preparation is different and I, I like to be super prepared. And it was, it was just learning somebody else's style was really, was difficult too. But then, you know, this is what I do. So this is what, 
you know, when I, when I do the fall back on something, it's all the preparation that I've had from the Bulls games, all the preparation I've done from all these other things, I was still ready to go. So I, I think it, it, they were saying, uh, the media was saying that this was the best all-star game ever, like ever. Yeah, man. And no, I mean, of course we're from Chicago, so, so we're biased. we got a bias, but yeah, the media was saying that every news outlet was saying that, I mean, it, it was an incredible show. And I, I think people don't understand, like, they don't understand the level of commitment and practice that you guys put in. Like, they might think like, oh, you just go show up to a gig. Yeah. You just start playing music. But like, I've seen you rehearse, practice like hours and hours and hours. And even, you know, me and your brother were like out playing video games. And there you are in your room, just grinding, mixing, trying to yeah change up styles and see if this works with this and people like you make it seem so easy and flawless but the amount of time you put in yeah let's, i you know, know yeah let's even talk about the all-star week real quick because yeah on like um there was it wasn't just the game so like i was also doing appearances for the bulls appearances for like the all-star um so like i did a thing with zach levine in the water tower and <laughs> and like um he was they were interviewing him, but then I DJed that. And then after that, I had to do like another NBA all-star party after party that was like with all the media people. So then I had to DJ for like another, you know, five hours, go to sleep, wake up at like 8 a.m. So I could go to rehearsal for the all-star game, you know, the next morning, which was, you know, how many hours that was. And then, you know, try to take a nap <laughs> and then do like <laughs> another appearance and then, you know, like, and still prepare for the All-Star game, like doing that. And then like the day of the game, you still have to wake up at like seven in the morning because the rehearsal was that early. So, so actually, so I had to wake up earlier than that. Man. So like, it was, it's insane. So like, you know, you have this long, long, long um, rehearsal time. And then you only have like a wind, like a window of, you know, a couple hours to eat. You know, <laughs> eat, Dude, I'm exhausted just hearing you talk about it, man. Yeah. I'm exhausted just hearing your schedule. And like, that's the crazy part is like it, the amount of hustle, work, time that you have put in to get to this point. I just want people to understand, like, this is not something that happened overnight or like, hey, you know what? I mean, granted, you have natural talent, but like the amount of outworking everybody else is what got you here. And yeah, so, so the way I like to put it is, is I always say, you know, preparation and, and all that is important, but it's like, you need to practice, prepare, do all these things so that when your opportunity comes, you can prove why you deserve to be there. So like doing all the preparation, like even before, like I would tell DJs, don't worry about getting gigs, worry about getting good. You know, so <laughs> I like, love that. So you know, you would do you like practice, 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 rehearse, know your, know what music is, you know, realize why you're different and then get good so that when you get the gig, you actually show why you deserve to have the gig. Oh so. my gosh. That is maybe the best line of this whole interview. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about the gig. Worry about getting better, man. That's yeah. That's such gold for anybody in any business. It's like, yeah, man, you can't worry about getting the job. You got to worry about yourself getting better, 
being ready so that when that opportunity presents itself, that you shine in that moment. Cause it's like, no matter how many opportunities you get, if you suck, you're not, it's, it's going to take you nowhere. So, yeah. and that's part yeah. of building what your brand is. And you know, that when you put your brand out there, people are going to know what to expect. So yeah, like you said, like anybody who's doing business, you have to re realize that you are a brand, or even if you're just a DJ or if you're doing an artist or if you're, you know, anything, you, your name is your brand and working on brand recognition and what your brand represents is super important. So like my brand, you know, it, it, it shows what I am. So I, you know, I, I don't talk a lot of negative stuff on my social media. I don't talk a lot of negative stuff on the air or, or things like that. But so my brand represents positivity and represents, um, you know, talent and, and what I want to achieve and positivity and just like spreading love and, sh and stuff like that. So the people that are other brands that want to work with my brand, they understand what it is. And, you know, they're not teetered away by my views yeah, on man. political views or, exactly. any, you know, like things like that. Like they're, they're like, Oh, this is a brand I want to work with because I look at all the things that they're achieved that he's achieving. Look what, um, you know, what his brand what represents. he stands for. Yeah. Exactly. What you stand for things like that. Cause it's like, yeah. It, and no matter what business you're in, like you said, it's like, you could be an attorney, but it's also marketing. It's also building that brand. It's whatever you could be the most talented CPA out there, but if no one knows who you are or no one knows what you stand for, you're going to be you're going to have no success. So that's why it's been so impressive following you and seeing you pivot during this time and really embracing that Twitch thing. And I didn't even know, I didn't even think about that, like Facebook and Instagram shutting you down because yeah, you, we don't, you don't have the copyright to that music and stuff. So I it's mean, like, technically, <laughs> technically Twitch is still illegal, but yeah. they're just, they're hey. just letting it fly. Whoa. So, whoa. Yes. Uh, yeah. But, hey, so like, but Hey, but it'll always be something, but yeah. you're, you're trying to figure out, okay, this doesn't work. And I think that's a big lesson for people too, is a lot of times people are like, oh, I had an idea, it didn't work. And then they stop or they quit because they're like, oh, see, it, it wasn't meant to be. When in fact, you're just like, all right, well, what's next? What else yeah. can I do? And then if Twitch doesn't work, I have no doubt that you're going to pivot and you're going to be like, all right, well, then I'm going to work on this. And then, and that's how... I've noticed successful people continue to become successful is that they don't like if the door is closed, they go through the window. Like you <laughs> yeah. got to always figure out the next step, the next thing to do. So yeah, I love know, that, man. It, it's crazy that there's a, there's a lot of DJs that um, they're scared to come to Twitch. And, you know, I got lucky that I was, that I got in the Twitch before all the other DJs were. So I started with a very basic layout, you know, like, you know, just simple stuff, but just wanted to get out there and, you know, just start putting stuff out. And it basically every, every show you see the growth of where, you know, what it was and now how I have all these overlays and these, you know, transitions and all these crazy things. Like I have like, um, an animated version of myself that does a head spin on like my turn to like, I have all these crazy things, but like, I had to start first to figure out what I wanted. So there, you know, everyone start was starting at the same spot and it was yep. kind of crazy to see the playing field level out because yeah. there's so many um, people that were DJs because they were, they thought it was cool 
mm-hmm. and you know they're you know they're more about the social media presence of it and of all this stuff but when it came to the act of djing they weren't that good so they're not trying to go on Twitch <laughs> because now you actually have to represent a DJ and you actually um, have to, you know, show off the, the showcase of your selection. Not, not just the technical skills, but your selection, like the music yeah. that you're picking. Because now it's not just, oh, I'm playing for the bottle service people. Now I'm playing, uh-huh. I'm playing music. Like this is my yeah. selection. This is what I, you know, music that I love. And it's been so much fun. And yeah. I think it's it's been it's been such a great thing, and I've been able to see other DJs from all across the world, and and learn from all these people that I would never have gotten to see, and that's because I was able to pivot, and now I'm getting like all this love from people. Like my my show is literally worldwide. I got people yeah, from man. from Spain, from Ecuador, from Australia, from the Philippines, like watching Flipside at five on Twitch, and it's just because I put myself out there and I wanted to grow. So. Yeah, man. And uh, it, it is so awesome to see. And I mean, you're doing incredible things. You're always innovating. I've been watching those track battles that you're doing, which is awesome. Awesome. Yeah. If you guys haven't seen thing. that yeah. yet, you guys have to check it out. I mean, check him out on Twitch in general, but they're doing such innovative stuff with the track battles with DJ Heavy. But it's like you guys are picking like record labels or yeah. producers and then what's, you guys are you know what's cool, music yeah. yeah what's cool about that is we're using a technology that nobody not a lot of people know about because one dude created it and it's like <laughs> like you can talk to him on like uh, uh reddit or something like that because he created it. so we're able to have like high definition high quality audio from different places so like he was in chicago i was in new york and like we were still able to have high quality audio that's better than zoom and better than you know skype which is you know what jimmy kimmel and and jimmy fallon and you know kelly and ryan are using like skype and we're using things that are actually better than what they were using so and we're not trying to like let that cat out of the bag and let people know about it just yet (laughs) because we want to really capitalize and let people see that it is possible and gives people a reason to see it. And again, I want to reiterate March. This dude started in March <laughs> and now is already crushing it and using technology and doing things on there that like I can't even imagine trying to do. But another lesson that he just shared right there was, you know what? You cannot get to the destination you want to get to unless you first start. And it's yeah. like people are always scared like, oh, well, I'm not at this level yet, or I can't do this. So I'm not even going to start. And it's like, you know what? Nobody gets good right from the get go. But if you want to be good, you have to start. If you don't start, you're never going to get good at anything. So I love that. Yeah. Like, you know, like the whole thing about, you know, like me saying, get good before you get the gigs. It's, it's, it's similar too, because, you know, you still have to start. (laughs) So, so it's, I, you know, we didn't know what Twitch was going to end up being. So, uh-huh. so at the same time, I just wanted to get good at being at Twitch, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, doing like this stuff. So that's was me doing it. And, you know, my first level was still better than what other people were doing. Yeah. So like people would just have one camera or whatever. And then I figured out a way to have um, my, my side camera an overhead camera, the chat, like all these other things. So my first time out there was still really good 
but just nowhere near where I'm at now. So yeah. like, I, you know, I gave, I, and you know what? And like you said, since March, I, I figured it out, but like, that was all through YouTube university. <laughs> so YouTube university, I love it. You know, everything that I learned, you know, I didn't really have an outlet of, of my friends that were doing the same things. So I'm like, all right, well, you, you can find out anything on YouTube. So then I just started watching YouTube videos and like how to use OBS, how do you know, w- you know, why things are working right. You know, I, you know, I have a Mac computer that I use for music production and it's a beast. It was like a $10,000 computer essentially. And like, it's amazing for production. But what I didn't know is that it's not amazing for video. So huh. really, I would not have thought that. Wow. Because you need like a proper graphics card. Mm -hmm. So my Mac Pro, which was like the tower garbage can one, Uh you know, like I was, I couldn't figure out why it was. And everyone, everyone online was like, oh, you need, you need a graphics card. You need this, 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 this. I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, oh, why do I have such an awesome computer? Why can't I do it? So I had to end up buying a PC. And that's what like made my production go to a whole nother level. So I invested in myself, not knowing if how much Twitch was going to pay out, but like, Mm -hmm. this was something that I wanted to do. And then if it ended up, well, let's say everything goes back to normal with, you know, COVID's gone, we're DJing crowds doing all this stuff. I could technically take my PC with me as well. Cause I, I bought a laptop and stream live like my club event. So then I could do like a whole show. So now it's like thinking ahead of like, okay, okay, if I'm investing in this, is it going to pay me back? Well, it's paying me back with my Twitch earnings, which I'm doing, you know, doing all right with. And then it could pay me back in the future if I'm trying to do, um, you know, broadcasting my shows. Because now I could charge charge a little more and be like, yo, do you want me to do the broadcast on your site or your Facebook, you know, or your, you know, Twitch channel or something like that? So now... If you want me to do that, you know, yeah. you, you got to pay me X dollars more. And now I can, you know, put your whole, the whole club. Right. That's online. incredible. See, look, and it, and it all started with just like one idea. And then you, you built it onto something else and onto something else. And now, now you have this skill forever and you can use it to monetize. If you want, you can use it to build your brand. But it all started because you're like, all right, well, what do I need to figure out next? dude? I love that, man. That was such fire tips right there. But- <laughs> well, and, the, and the other, well, I'm sorry, I didn't want to interrupt yeah, you. No, but man. The, the other I thing is it. that like, because of the knowledge that I gained from this, I'm getting hit up by a lot of the major like DJs asking me questions. So now I'm building these relationships with, you know, st- like star DJs that don't know about this world. And now they're coming to me because, you know, I might not been like, these guys are awesome DJs that might, I might not have like a skill level of to their part or whatever, but, yeah. but well, when they don't have any of this video knowledge that now I can bring that to them. So now I'm building these relationships with like someone like DJ Z trip or, you know, DJ homicide, who is like, you know, sugar Ray's DJ or um, you know uh. other NBA DJs and like all these other, all these other DJs that are just, you know, lear- learning, Mm-hmm. this side of it because they've never yeah. had to do it so exactly. now i'm building all these relationships that that i would never would have gotten without the skill set that uh, uh, man so much 
so much information there it is so true man it's like you're learning this new skill set you had to pivot and now it's opening up other doors that you didn't even think about when you did it all you thought about was all right i'm going to focus on getting good at twitch <laughs> and i don't know what it's going to do but i'm all i'm focusing on is getting better for myself i'm going to better myself in another avenue and now you're thinking like oh my gosh i can i can do this i can do this people are reaching out to me young's reaching out to me asking me <laughs> tips on how to make the podcast better all of that and of course being the person that you are always giving and helping out so i'm so glad to hear that man but i wanted to go back i know we have limited time because i know you got a busy schedule as well but i wanted to go back to that uh so you were doing that flip side at five. Of course, you've been DJ in NBA games. Like what? And then you were with Jump Smokers, producing tracks, traveling. You did this stuff with Pitbull and a bunch of other celebrities. Like where is the craziest place that you actually either uh, performed or produced a gig or were with Jump Smokers? Like where were you just like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. Because I know you've traveled the whole world. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, share okay. that. Please. So one of the one of the coolest experiences that, that I had was I got to DJ in the Philippines at the first ever outdoor EDM festival. So I was on the bill. It was Jump Smokers and they flew us out there. It was us, um, Afrojack. Cedric Gervais, um, Dev, um, um, so many, uh, Cobra Starship, uh, so many other people that were like, like inc incredible DJs. So what they did is they had, um, in the parking lot of Mall of Asia, they had like a big stage set up. So it was an outdoor festival. They had local Filipino bands open and then it transitioned to the EDM festival. So... This was in front of about a hundred thousand people. A hundred thousand people. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's, outside, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, well, if you let's look at like Woodfield Mall. Yeah. Right? So <laughs> the parking lot of Woodfield Mall is huge. That's true. That's so, true. You know, like that people there. That's man. Yeah. So it was like that. And what was cool is we were the first act of the EDM side of it. Uh-huh. So it was it was packed already cuz they had their bands playing and whatever. So they did this whole transition from the local bands to the EDM part where they had fireworks and like all this pyro and <laughs> like a special light show, a special video. No way. With like a countdown so it looked like that was our stuff. <laughs> uh-huh. Did you it guys do the first day? That's awesome. <laughs> so it looked like we planned the fireworks. We planned like we were, you know, we were awesome. And and um, you know, we had like an hour set, man. So it was it was wow. insane. You know, we were just playing all of our remixes, played, you know, just played a lot of like hits and bangers. And um, you know, I got, you know, perform and it was it was amazing. You know, Roman was with me and he was on the mic. We did interviews like pre prior to that. Like that was so insane to just be, to see that many people out there and just performing in front of them. And um, yeah, it was, it was insane. Like uh, that, we, have, we have a video of it on YouTube, I believe. So de definitely yeah. something to check out, but yes, really, it was, it was, it so was what would they search? Jump smokers. In yeah, the Philippines? It was, yeah. yeah, it, would, it sure. was on a uh, jump smokers uh, website uh, or jump yeah. smokers. I'm sorry. Jump smokers, YouTube page, YouTube. Page. So, yeah, so yeah, that was yeah. that was that was probably 
one of the best experiences that I've had that was uh, insane. And we had another experience that was actually in the Philippines that was really dope too, where Nokia flew us out because they were <laughs> they were debu- debuting their uh, new um, like phone that was coming out. Uh-huh. And so we did this launch party for them. It was it was outdoor in um, oh, I forgot the name of the the mall, but um, it was outdoor and they had this whole stage that was rigged up where it kind of looked like um, the video game Cubert with the with the cubes uh-huh. stacked up, and the DJ booth was in that, and like they had it, the whole stage like lit up, and it was basically you know we were the headliners, so it was just another crazy crazy thing, and they had like a building to the right of us where this was one of the first times that they started using projection mapping. So I don't know if you know what that is, but basically they use the building as like, um, like the outline. Oh yeah. Yeah. Then they have like a projector that projects onto it, but with the vi- the way that it's mapped out, it makes the building like look like it's falling down or like it has all these different like, um, visuals that just look uh-huh. incredible. I think this was maybe like a month or two after Dead Mouse was the first one to do it ever. Wow. So like we were they we gave them like one of our songs and they pro- did a whole video projected map to the song on the building. That's crazy. So we're just like we're we're like right before we're going on we're watching this and like holy cow this is uh-huh. incredible. <laughs> but that, yeah, yeah, that was like that was one of the other like things that I, I'll, I'll never forget that. That was so cool. And then like, because I had family that lived in the Philippines, they, you know, they came out and they had, they didn't know idea that like where I was in terms of, Oh yeah. yeah a DJ. But then they're like, uh-huh. yo, what are you doing? <laughs> You're on this thing. Like, yo, it was, it was cool. So I got to see man, all my family there and they all got to hang out. <laughs> so it was awesome. That's, that's awesome, man. <laughs> So I know. Okay, so we're gonna go and pivot. That's that's such an incredible story. But uh, <laughs> I know you. You know you've uh, mixed and you've worked with and you produced so many artists like Beyonce, Selena Gomez. Of course, we talked about Pitbull, Katy Perry, all these stars. So I'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit here. Okay. I'm say like uh, so, first I'll, I'll give you an easy one. Like who did you meet? that you were like, holy cow, that person is so much cooler than I thought, or that person is one of the coolest people that I've met in person. Yeah, so that is an easy, easy answer because it's Pitbull. Because he's really? actually he's actually one of the nicest dudes in the world. And you Mr. could tell- Mr. Worldwide, huh? Mr. Worldwide, really. Because he, he, he actually surrounds himself with good people too. So there's like- um, anybody who's on tour with him, you know, they're all good people too. They, they all share this, the same kind of energy. And like, you know, when we were on tour with him, he was like, we would see him like, I'd be coming off stage right before he'd be, he'd be coming on because he's the one who brought. So we got to start this whole thing. So yeah, dude, I love it. I want to hear the whole story. I want to um, hear the whole thing. So, I mean, Pipple, the first time we, we've, we've known each other from radio from, you know, from me being on the radio. And um, when we did the Honor Rebel song with Pitbull, Now You See It, he was like, man, this beat is amazing. Like, who are these guys? And then when we he flew us out, he's like, oh, it's you guys. 
<laughs> you know, like I, I remember you guys, you know, so that uh-huh. because we we're under jump smokers, so they didn't, he didn't really know that jump smokers was flip side and, and uh, another dude named Tony Arzadon, who I learned how to do my production with. We did the, we did the music together from with Tony and I, and um, he was like, wow, you guys, this, this is so crazy. We, we love it. And then when we met in person, like he was just, you know, super, super nice that, Later on, he's like, we got to keep, you know, get you to do remixes. And all of our Pipple, like, remixes have, have were, like, legendary, where, like, Timber was super big. Actually, International Love in specific was the one where he really, really, like, it blew his mind. Where he told us that that record was doing just okay. Mm-hmm. But then when our remix came out, it took it to another level, and it ended up being like a top 10 record. And wow. And to this day, anytime he performs that song, he ends with our version, with our remix. Really? So, yeah. So that's how much he liked it. And then he liked it so much. Like he paid us for the remix and everything like that. But then he liked it so much, he threw more money at us because it was so awesome. Like, get out like, of yo. here. He's like, yo, really? This, this is like, this remix is doing so well. We're just going to cut you a check for some more stuff. I'm like, no way. Wow. So yeah. Like, you know, that's you crazy. Know, yeah. So Pitbull's that kind of dude. And, you know, when we're on tour with him, all the remixes made sense. Like he, he loved all the remixes so that when it came time to bring a DJ, he's like, I need, I want a DJ to go on before we perform. It was a no brainer for him to bring us on. So he's like, yo, you guys got to come on tour with us because I don't want the I don't want the crowd to sit down in between acts. I want them to still feel like it's a party. So we want you to come on. And then by the time I get on, they're already at a high level. Yeah. And that's like the whole reasoning why he wanted that. He didn't want to, he didn't want to like have to warm the crowd up. Yeah. Like yeah, on his yeah. first song. He wanted to be like ready to go. So he brought us on tour and there were times where we'd be on tour and we'd be passing each other and he'd be like, Hey, everything. Okay. Are you good? You got your, you got your water, you got your, your food and your drinks and your, and your, wow, <laughs> and really? you're just, looking and out like, like that, huh? I'm like, dude, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, like, you're about to, you go on and kill the crowd. Like, you know, like, but he's, he'd always, you know, checking out everything. Okay. Did you, your gear get set up? Everything, you know, everything like checking out, about, checking up on us, you know, we're the openers, we're the D you know, we're the DJs, you know, like, yeah. you know, and so, He's out there looking out for us. And so that's, a, that's incredible. I would I would not have thought that. Although I've only heard I've literally only heard positive things about Pitbull, but like through uh, oh, I know a person who knows a person, but to hear it firsthand like that, that's crazy. Yeah. And that's the dude who's like yeah putting on the show and sometimes I would imagine some stars are like, "Whoa, I don't want people taking away from my shine." So I'm not going to put on people that have all this talent or whatever, but he just wanted whatever's best for the fans, for his fans. So he like wanted the whole thing to be great. He doesn't care who's looking good out there. So that's incredible, man. That's, that was a good one. All right, man. So now you know what's coming. So if you're (laughs) telling me who the coolest person you've met in person is, who was the one person that when you met for the first time, either you were like, they threw you off because they're not like who they thought they were or just like, you're like, man, I never want to meet this person again. All right. So this is, this was the situation. So I'm in New York 
and I'm 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 at this uh, this dude's birthday party, and he's like a big, uh, you know, a lot of people in the industry are there, and so there's a, like a ton of DJs, a lot of record rep, a lot of music musicians, music artists, and stuff like that that are there, and um, I'm I meet this guy, and he's like, uh, actually, the the artist rep comes up to me, yo, Flipside, you got to meet Machine Gun Kelly. I'm like, I'm like, cool. Yeah, I've been playing. I was playing his record. I played his record on the air. And then, so he's like, all right, cool. Let me introduce you. He's like, hey, he's like, yo, what's up, MGK? This is uh, DJ Flipside. He plays your records on B96 in Chicago. And and he's and like, yeah, what's up, man? I, I love the new record. It's really, really cool, man. It's It's nice to meet you. He says to me, part of my language. I don't care. I'm just trying to fuck bitches. No, come on. Like, that's all he said to me. After the rep and myself told him that I'm supporting his record on the air, he said, that's that's all he said to me. Like, wow. Wow. That, I mean, like, yeah, man, everybody's. I'm like, well, okay, dude, are, who are you? Who are you exactly. to be an artist? To tell somebody who's playing your record on the radio, right, that you don't care about them. Yeah, it's not yeah. like like if it's Jay Z. <laughs> oh, actually, you know what? I but met Jay Z, and he would Jay Z wasn't even. That's like that what either. I'm saying. You Jay Z, you, you would but, not. You're not going to get to that status treating people that way, and that's why he is only yeah. good Kelly. <laughs> but well, that's oh, why he's an man. actor now. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I was like, when was the last time I heard a song from that dude? But well, actually, uh, he, I think he put out like a country album, like <laughs> something like that. Because maybe the hip hop people treat, don't mess yeah, with him anymore. Right? Because yeah, hopefully uh, he he learned his lesson. He'll treat those uh, country uh, DJs <laughs> a little bit better. But hey, man, this has been flying by, flying by. And uh, I'm so excited you're on. I know you got to get going soon, but I wanted to ask you like one or two more questions. And then I, got I time, promise, bro. I promise <laughs> everybody we're going to do this again. So please show your love and support for this episode so that we can have Flipside come back. But, uh, you know, you've been doing this for a long time. You've been giving advice. You've been given advice. You've been the mentor. You've been the mentee. Like either if it was you starting over or somebody that's starting up right now, like I know we gave already the golden nugget of like, Hey, don't worry about the gig, get, get better. But yeah. like, what else would you recommend uh, like an up and coming DJ or even yourself, like maybe 10, 15 years ago when you were getting started? Um, I mean, there, there's, there's, there's always a lot of things, but um, like, I feel like that I've been lucky that I've done, I've done a lot of things, um, uh, you know, not necessarily right, but like I've, you know, yeah, don't taken be time. humble now, man. You, <laughs> we already no. wrote off all your accolades. Yeah. yeah. So, but I mean, yeah, there's, there's, there's always room, room for improvement. I think the just learning how to network and really following up because like I've met a lot of people and, um, you know, got traded info, traded numbers and stuff like that, but then I never called them back. Or, or not that I didn't call them back. I didn't reach out and be like, hey, remember when we met? You know, like, you know, let's see if we can do something. Like, I would just keep the number. Like, yeah, I got Timberland's number. But then uh, I like, never called them. Uh, like, uh -huh. you know, I feel like I, it, it's, it's things like that where like, okay, you get, the con you get the contact info, you get the business card. 
but then following up and like reaching out and then actually like doing something about it. Like, yeah. I feel like I've, I've probably had a lot of opportunities where I got, you know, people's info that I probably should have just reached out to them again. You know, interesting. Yeah, where, man. And that, that's, that's like a life and any business advice. It's like all the money is in the follow up. All the money is in like, meeting people, networking, like connecting, connecting people with other people. And now yeah. we're seeing you do that at such a high level, like educating people about video stuff and Twitch and all of these things. But that's such a that's such great advice, because even for me doing real estate, it's like, yeah, people are like, hey, you know, we're looking to sell and then I get their info and then I never follow up. And then that's just opportunities that are lost. Exactly. Because you're not following up and you're not networking and you're just so caught up in like either what you're doing at the moment or things like that. But you got to realize like if you're not following up, if you're not building and cultivating those relationships, it, it's going to slow down or it's going to die out. So that's yeah. huge, man. I love I mean, that. There's, there's like a difference of like, um, you know, reaching out and asking for something as opposed to just just talking to someone. You know, like, yeah. oh yeah, give me this or tell me how to do this. Like, that's the other thing that kind of, that kind of bothers me when there's like, people would ask me things that are readily available on the internet where, um, you know, it's, it's like basic stuff, uh -huh. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like that's, I'll help you out with some of the trickier stuff or like, you know, but, um, like but some of the stuff like, in the effort. Yeah. Why, yeah. why do you want me to put in the effort? You're not even putting in any effort. Exactly. So please guys. That, and that's another bit of advice that I would give, especially if you're reaching out to somebody that you're trying to get information from or that you look up to or you want to connect with. Don't start out the conversation asking them for favors. Go to them, try to provide value some way. And then from there, maybe they'll help you out. But if you're expecting people to just do things for you, hand things to you, especially people that have already made it, like they have no reason other than like they either feel bad for you or they just had a moment of kindness. But like, you know, they they are busy because they've already done it. So do not, do not just go up to people and ask them for things. Always try to provide value. And if you saw anything from this conversation, you see that Flipside was given depth to his mentors or the people like DJ Kubert from before who was providing him info. And he was like, yeah, maybe you'll be able to teach me something later on. Always come from value and service. And that's always going to be a great tip. So I love that, man. Yeah. And it. you know, what's crazy right now is how accessible people are like on social media. So like yeah. sending somebody DMs, you know, a lot of people, they do look at it depending on, you know, the amount of DMs they get. But so if you're sending somebody a message on social media, like don't, and you've never met them and you don't have a relationship with that, don't start off with, you know, Hey, how do you do this? Or, you know, like that. It's uh, like, Hey, I love this, or I appreciate that you're doing this. And, you know, if you can point me in the right direction and I'll look it up or something like that, you, you know, something on those terms, as opposed to always being like, Hey, can you give me the, you know, this or blah, 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 blah. You know, like there's, there's different, especially if you don't have a relationship with these people, you know, it's always good to start the relationship, 
not like you said, not asking for something, but like at least, hey, do your research on the person. Like, oh, yeah, I love yeah. how in episode this and this and this, you did this or like in this episode, you know, or, or whatever. Or if you're talking to an artist, I, you know, you're showing them love and appreciation for the things that they've done before you even, not, not even in the same, kind exactly. of like the same, the same sentence, just send right. that first. And exactly. then if they reply, then, may, you know, start a conversation, then start maybe. a dialogue, and then, you know, build that rapport before you ask them how to do something. <laughs> For sure, man. That's uh, all of the people that I've ever wanted to have a relationship with or have them mentor me. It's always like, hey, first, you got to give them props because everyone's human and they want to know that you actually are following them, that you are listening to what they're doing. And so you always got to be like, and more specific, the better. Like, hey, on this track, I loved how you did this. Uh and then they almost feel obligated, like, oh, man, this person is a legit fan or really is interested in me and what I'm doing. So I know when people are specific about things that I'm doing, I feel more obligated to respond back to them and at least thank them and then see how I can help. So that was a money tip as well. So, <laughs> yeah, man. Um, all right. Holy cow. It's already been almost an hour. So I don't want to... Uh, leave without having people find out where they can find you. I know they can find you on Twitch, but like your handles, your social media, yeah, all sure. of that. Okay. So, um, DJ flipside 33, that's like the main thing. So like Instagram's DJ flipside 33, Twitch is DJ flipside 33, Facebook, YouTube. So the, like, I keep it all uniform. The only thing is Twitter is DJ flipside 33, except my account just got hacked. So oh I, no. So I don't have access to it right now. So it's it sucks because it's verified. <laughs> like it's it's like legit. And uh -huh. I've been trying to send messages to Twitter for like the past two months and they they can't do it. They won't do anything about it. Right wow, now. So, really? No, yeah, no. Because whoever hacked it, they changed my passwords, they changed my phone number, so they like they no way they the email. So you can't bear, yeah yeah so yeah, i can't yeah. like verify that it's me so i'm trying to find out find someone i can talk to about making that happen but um it's it's not been good so yeah. i have luckily i was absolutely able to get dj flipside on oh Twitter, wow yeah, yeah which yeah. is weird but yeah. uh, i <laughs> so i got it but i'm not using it until i actually yeah. know if i can still get dj flipside 33 back yeah, but and that, yeah, yeah, it's, I can't believe so that. Not so, as much on Twitter, but find him <laughs> everywhere else. DJ yeah. Clipside 33, Instagram. Yeah. I checked the Facebook. Instagram the most. Yeah, Instagram. Instagram. And then remember, sign up on Twitch They every day. Can you give them a breakdown of like the schedule? Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. sorry. Monday through yeah. Friday. Do you have like a theme per day or are yes. you just going on there? So for sure, yeah, Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday, it's 5 p.m. Central until I feel like it, which is usually about two hours. But sometimes wow. it could be it would be a little less or it could be a little more. And um, it, it Mondays are EDM Mondays for every damn Monday, uh, so, <laughs> um, which is basically EDM music. Tuesday is classic hip hop and R&B. Wednesday is way back Wednesdays, which is essentially all throwback dance music. Thursday is throwback thursday so it's throwbacks of all kinds so it could be pop music 
it could be hip hop, it could be rap, or it could be like um, dance. It could be rock and roll. It could be you know from Britney to you know Kashmir or whatever. Oh so like gosh. it could be anything. And then Fridays just feel good Fridays. So um, weather permitting, I try to do Fridays on location and uh, like try to go somewhere and broadcast live from there. And so it's feel good Friday. So it's just like feel good music of any era. It could be super old. It could be super new, whatever just uh, puts on a good vibe. Um, so that's been, that's been a lot of fun. And then sometimes I'll do, or, and then this past Wednesday was a track battle. So it'll be every two weeks we do, we'll do a new track battle on Wednesdays. So you guys have to check that out. I mean, First, you got to check him out all the time. The legitimately the dopest DJ on the planet and his music (laughs) is so eclectic as you can hear from even the artists he just named off. But like, and I can't, now that he was mentioning those things, I have so many other questions that I want to ask him, but I want to be respectful of the time. And so we're going to definitely have him on again, but you got to check him out on Twitch. And then, you know what? I, I, have always been admiring the shirt this whole time. <laughs> yes. Where can they find the merchandise for so, Flipside? DJFlipside.com is my actual website. If you go to DJFlipside.com slash shop, I have shirts that you can get there. So this is, yeah, this is one of my uh, shirts that uh, my girlfriend Rose actually designed my logo, this logo with the star and my mohawk and all that. So, right. Uh, super Fire. dope. Shout out to Rose. Yes, and, super um, talented, super talented Rose. <laughs> yeah, so so she designed designed this, and then um, yeah, you can go there, and then I also have another um, another link where I you can get like hats because it, it's it's different company. So um, that's like djflipside.live, and they I have like you can get hats there, and then you can donate money to the flip DJ Flipside cause of trying to spend more money on Twitch essentially. <laughs> That's right. Hey, it's <laughs> but, not, know. it's not cheap putting on that production, man. That <laughs> you know? is a fire production. So yeah. you guys, you got to check him out. One of my oldest and dearest friends. I am so honored to have him on. Thank you, my man, for being our guest. I can't wait to have you on again. And you guys heard it. DJ Flipside 33 on all social media except maybe Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. So Twitter. if you see uh, crazy messages on Twitter, now you know the backstory. Yeah. And then check out his website, djflipside.com. And from there, you can find that fire shirt yep. and other merchandise and just what's going on with his schedule and things like that. So thanks again, my man, for spending the hour with us. Greatly yeah. appreciate you. No, I th- thank thank you for having me. I appreciate you, man. I wish you the best of luck on this podcast. But I also want to give everybody a quick mention that Young is definitely the one who sold my house. <laughs> so we can't forget that that you That's know right. he went above and beyond for me because I was in New York at the time, and he he helped me go to my house when I wasn't there and helped me do a bunch of things like you know when. The sump pump <laughs> yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. you know, all these other open house things and like he went above and beyond. So definitely I just, I recommend Young, not just because he's my homie, but because he did a phenomenal job as my realtor as well. Brother, thank you, man. You're making me blush. You're making me blush. So before uh, the love fest gets too intense for everybody out there, we're going <laughs> to 
Thank everybody for checking in, for listening, for watching. We appreciate you guys. If you find value in this or you know anybody who's just a raving fan of DJ Flipside and they want to hear some great stories, please share this on your social media. Share the link. Please subscribe, comment, review. Uh, if you guys comment about this particular episode, please mention it and we will pick out one of the best reviews and we'll send you some DJ Flipside merchandise on us as well. So nice. thanks again for watching, guys. Appreciate everybody. And we will see you guys next week on the Chicago Business Review. Peace. Thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. I truly respect your time, so I hope this was valuable to you. And if you're a new listener, then thank you for checking out the show. And don't forget, you can find all the resources, links, and show notes on our Facebook group, Chicago Business Review. Just go to Facebook and search Chicago Business Review so that you can find out all the latest info on future podcasts, get all the show notes, and network with other highly successful and driven entrepreneurs and professionals in Chicago. Also, be sure to contact me while you're over there and share any feedback, questions, or guest recommendations you have as well. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.